Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and we're continuing our Workforce Development Series. This week, we're focusing on the student perspective, specifically talking to accounting students and high school educators. In this episode, you'll notice some common themes emerge. We'll hear about the value of having connections to accounting early in life, whether that's through school or personal. We'll hear about the benefits of talking to others about the opportunities that come from this profession and what upskilling and development looks like for young students. We're kicking things off hearing from Kayla Campbell, a senior tax analyst at Fifth Third. While Kayla attended The Ohio State University, getting her bachelor's in accounting and eventually her master of accounting, she also worked at The Ohio Society of CPAs as a student director of diversity and inclusion intern, helping with The Ohio CPA Foundation programs such as the Accounting Career Leadership Academy and ACAP Ohio. She helped recruit and develop the next generation of accounting professionals. Kayla's mother had a background in accounting, and originally she said she tried to steer clear of the profession, but after taking a couple of intro classes at OSU, she said it just clicked for her. When you were talking to your peers, your fellow um, accounting students, uh, did they share similar reasons for getting into the profession? Was it that they had a parent or that they knew someone? Um, Just I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I would say for the most part, I think when it came to my peers, it was mainly knowing someone um, who was in the profession and then um, having mentors that are in the profession, as well as even a lot of people um, that share similar identities to me, they um, received uh, information or learned more about the profession due to programs that they participated in. Because I feel like a lot of people um, that either don't know anyone directly, like if they're their parents or um, even uh, an aunt or uncle, something like that. If they're not in the profession, then they won't necessarily go towards it or think that it's in the cards or in the clouds for them. How do you feel about the training that um, is available to you? Do you feel like it's meeting the the needs that you have? I think that there are a lot of resources and a lot of trainings um, and programs out there. And sometimes I find it to be a little overwhelming because I'm like, okay, what route do I go? Um, What should I kind of delve into? Especially because um, for me, I am very interested in keeping, staying abreast when it comes to the different accounting specific and the technical um, tax, even more specifically, but then also just trying to find my footing um, when it comes to uh, DEI um, aspects within the workplace as well, so I think there are a lot of things out there, and it's just trying to figure out, okay, what will work best for me? What will also mesh well with my my day to days within within work as well? So just trying to um, balance that. So I think there is a, a lot out there. And given you. Um being in the the professional world for um, a couple years now compared to what you learned in school, is there anything that you're like, hmm, I wish that they would have talked about this more when I was in college because I think it really would have been helpful? Hmm. That is a really good question. <laughs> huh. I think 
maybe one thing that they don't really talk as much about is how different um, different firms and companies are when it comes to just how they the organization piece of it and even the different resources and softwares and methods that they use because I think sometimes when we enter a new space it's definitely a, a huge learning curve because it's like okay well like what you, you just said I've been in the profession for kind of almost a couple years now however I feel like I'm still always learning so much when it comes to okay so we save these things here or here's this process um, or method of doing things that um, is just even even more outside of the the um, the specifics that we learn within school like there are more more additions to that and I think of course you can't necessarily teach those things but I think maybe just talking about that more so that um, once people enter the profession, we're kind of prepared a little bit more about the fact that, hey, it's a little different and processes are very, you know, different across <laughs> different spaces. Ebony Johnson is a current Sinclair Community College student and a colleague of mine at the Ohio Society of CPAs, and she found her goal of helping businesses could be achieved through accounting. She took classes in high school, but went to work for Dayton Public Schools for several years before continuing her education later in life. Johnson said her high school accounting teachers made an impact on her, one that continued to pique her interest in accounting once she returned to school. Well, as a non-traditional student, it's it's really different. Um, I am a single mother, um, and of course I work full time, so it's it's really different to be in an atmosphere with uh with younger uh the younger generation um, um it it the way we think is it seems so different sometimes but it's it's really enlightening being around um younger individuals to see how they think and and where the the basically where where things are going I, I feel like the younger generation is definitely um putting a mark on things on how the workforce is going I always said if I went back to school I would finish where I started um I've always been very interested in uh, the finance aspect of business uh so accounting was um wasn't the first thing that I went into. I went into business administration um, and kind of going along and lis- listening to uh, other people in their careers and how they got started in certain things. I heard a lot of people saying accounting um, and it, it, it gave them a wide variety of options to, to go to different uh, aspects of, of business. Um, so that was kind of what stuck in my head um, to, to go into accounting. And when you are sharing with people that you're interested in accounting, I'm curious, what what are their reactions? Um, usually for me, when I say that um, I'm going into accounting, it's, it's oh, so what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I, I've always uh, in, uh, thought about helping others. So my main goal in going into accounting is to help other businesses maintain 
um, there's the statistic that 250,000 businesses close each year. Uh, so for me, how do we get that, that to not be, um, a thing? You know, how do we make these businesses successful? And I always feel like most of the time it's due to finance. Um, so I, I definitely wanted to do something in that aspect when it came to accounting. Um, I've just always been more of a helpful person. Like I, I did drive the school bus. So, even in doing that, it was helping the children and, and being there for them in different ways. Um, so that's always my main focus to help others. And growing up, I know we talked about how you were exposed to business and high school. Do you think that that made a big difference as far as thinking, oh, this is something that I'm interested in? Or do you think you would have found it eventually? That is really hard to say. I think the influence definitely started in high school. Um, the teachers there um, in the accounting uh, department were um, very adamant about uh, making sure that we knew how to take care of ourselves. So it was more so like finance is going to be a way of making sure that things work including your household, um, when you're, when, when you're, uh, handling other, uh, business, like you're buying a car, different things like that. So, um, for me, it was just so interesting, the take that they gave us on accounting. Um, so it, it gave me, uh, more of a boost to, uh, go further in the detail on what I could do with accounting. Cause it's like, again, it's so vast. And in your classes, are you getting the same impression from others who are interested in accounting that they kind of feel like this is an opportunity profession and that's why they're pursuing it? Uh, honestly, I, I'll say some of the, some of them do know exactly what they want to do. And then there's others, you know, they're they're still figuring it out. And that's okay, especially if they're young and they're, they, they have an idea, but they're still trying to like maneuver through things. So it's, it's, it's about 50, 50 when it comes to that. And have there been any mentors or professors or anyone who's been particularly helpful in your education journey? That's really made an impact on you. Definitely. Uh, the chairperson of, uh, the accounting department, um, which is Rick Andrews. Um, he has been a very, vital part of me even coming to the OSCPA. Um, I was just planning on taking an accounting class and, you know, I participate because I, I do uh, realize that sometimes I, I may have an idea of, of what is being said, but I want to definitely make sure that I'm I'm getting I'm getting my money's worth. I'm paying to go to college, so I'm going to ask all the questions and and participate and all the things. So I don't care if I'm getting it wrong. Like I would prefer to uh, get it wrong than not know it all. Um, and he really took on to that, and he, you know, even with me being a non traditional student, he still gave me an opportunity to be a student ambassador for the OSCPA. And I didn't think about 
doing anything like that at my age. Uh, it just didn't cross my mind that that would be a possibility. Um, and, you know, when I talked to him, but I'm like, well, I'm, you know, that would be for the younger kids. He's like, no, he's like, you're the one participating in class. You are, um, you know, you, you're outgoing. You make sure that you're her. He said, we need those type of people in, um, accounting and also as ambassadors to, to really show what can be done in accounting. Um, so from there, I've, I've been able to find so many more opportunities because he gave me a chance. Nicole Snyder teaches financial accounting and honors accounting at Hoover High School in North Canton. Her students can range from freshmen to seniors, but she typically teaches juniors and seniors. She's worked with my colleague Ellen Brown at the Ohio CPA Foundation, and she's previously attended the foundation's high school accounting career day event. In our conversation, I asked Nicole what her students know about accounting going into her classes. Oh, they know nothing coming into it. <laughs> and they're, they're afraid. Like, there's, you know, a lot of them are afraid. They think counting is so hard. Mm-hmm. They think accounting is so boring. You know, like, coming into it, there's, it's like all the myths, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's all. And then we, like, I break down my time. Like, we don't do anything with tax. Like, in my accounting classes, we do nothing with tax mm-hmm. other than calculate sales tax. That's like it. Um, so I like try to really explain to them, there's like different branches of accounting, like think of it as an umbrella and there's, you know, you have audit, you have financial, you have tax, you have, um, consulting, like you have forensic, like there's all these different like branches of accounting that you can kind of go down. It's so some of the things that you guys are thinking, like if you want a behind the desk job, there might be an accounting job for you, but that doesn't mean that's all of them. Mm -hmm. So like I bring in guest speakers, a lot of originally is from Ellen that helped me through the Ohio CPA because I contacted her I think it was like three or four years ago and said hey like, I'm doing this audit project my accounting two class because I kind of thought it was funny that in my financial accounting one class like we spend so much time on bookkeeping accounting so they think all accounting is bookkeeping mm-hmm. and I'm like no like there's so much more out there so I'm like this is barely scratching the surface of even financial accounting. Like this is just bookkeeping and like accountants don't even do this part of it. You know, like this is mm-hmm. almost like the prereq of to actual accounting, you know? Right. So I did this project and I have, I still do this project where my accounting two students audit, audit um, my management kids, like their companies. Mm-hmm. And then that helps my companies um, go off to competitions. And then it helps get some like real life stuff. And because I was never taught audit accounting, because my background is in um, is business education. So I had to take, like, all the entry-level classes for all the different types of, like, business court, like a business major would take. But I never went into, like, the secondary. So I never did managerial accounting or any of that. So I never got to auditing. And here I find out, really, no one gets taught auditing in even college. Mm-hmm. You know, they take, like, a semester course on it, but that's literally half the sector in the world, like in the accounting world, like they go to public accounting, right? Mm-hmm. We teach very little of it. So I thought, well, that's a big disconnect. Like that doesn't even make sense. How like half your accounts are going in to be public into public auditing, right? So that route, but we don't even teach it. Mm-hmm. So, and I get it. Cause it's like, you have to know how to do the financial statements, but you can audit them. So I get it. 
So I thought, let's do this project. And so that's when I met, reached out to Ellen. She hooked me up with several different auditing firms and I had guest speakers come in and then we learned like how the audit process goes and all of it. Um, and that was awesome. And that was so awesome. And I, I still continue that project. So now the kids understand like accounting is not just sitting behind the desk. Like, like right now they're in that project. Like we just started it yesterday for this year. And like, they have to go interview the students. I'm like, I, I know you guys are friends with them. So you guys have to set up interview times. Like, I'm making them write business letters and they have to send a professional email to like request the time to set up in, you know, interview with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a debunking the myths is hard is like the biggest hurdle. You have to debunk the myths, change their train of thought, what they came into it with. And then you have to kind of keep reiterating it because they forget. They forget throughout the year, even though like I'll talk about it. Like I've, I've kind of like been practicing this theory because it's like, we'll spend the beginning of the year talking about all the myths of accounting and all the opportunities that you have, the different career fields, the different industries that it's in. Like, you know, like auditors are the ones that count the ballots of these award shows and stuff, you know, they even brought in like a Super Bowl example, like who, like what Rihanna was going to, was it Rihanna this year? Whoever it was. Like, what song she was going to do. And, like, the one accountant came in for auditing. It was, like, you know, we can, like, reasonably assess. Like, we can guess what it's going to be. And it was, like, really cool how she connected that. So, but then they forget about all that. You know, like, they get, they forget that, like, all the debunking thing that you did. So, when it comes to the end of the year, they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, how did you forget? Like, so you have to kind of keep reiterating it throughout the year. Otherwise, they go back to their original theories. Especially when you consider like how profitable, how lucrative accounting can be and, you know, how diverse it is depending on what you're interested in, that you can really do a ton with it. Yeah. I bring in a lot of guest speakers um, throughout the year. So, again, because they have to be sprinkled throughout the year to keep it in their brains. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, like, and I, I get it from different levels, too, for whether it's, like, financial accounting and it's, like, on a I don't know, an AP person or a CFO, you know, versus in like public accounting. And I try to do it small firms, large firms. Like we had a guy in from EY, you know, cause this way they understand, like, I'm not just saying it to you. You're like, like they're in the real world and they're telling you too, like, I'm not like making this stuff up. I'm telling you it's real. And I'm trying to like bring it from different parts. Like I just had um, a gentleman in that he like sits on, wrongful death suits like he's Mm. like does like I think it's more forensic accounting Mm -hmm. because he is like sitting there valuing a person's life you know and stuff like that and he goes to court a lot and he has to defend his you know like he's like the expert witness and you know so I was telling him like you know so I bring him in too just to see like he's not doing bookkeeping Mm -hmm. you know he's not part of that whatsoever and over the the years, have you noticed any more interest in in accounting, or has it kind of stayed relatively the same for for the reasons that you mentioned earlier? In like my classes, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's it's been steady, pretty consistent. It depends, it depends on the class size. So like I know this year I'm down to two sections, but my two sections are maxed out. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year, like I'm down ten kids from last year. Mm-hmm. overall but 
the senior class this year is the smallest class that we've had in a really long time. Mm -hmm. so that goes okay. into it. But um, I would, yeah, I would say it's probably about the same in my class sizes and stuff. Well, yeah, and the opposite of that, my honors accounting too is double the size it was last year. Mm. Okay. So there's, you know, but my accounting one is down a little bit. It's like I love working with Ohio CPA. You guys have helped me. Like I said, because when I first came back four years ago to this district and I had to take honors accounting too, I was like, I was real nervous. And, you know, and I'm all about like trying to get the real world um, experience. And you guys have been great with providing me with like connections and, you know, different people that are part of your guys' network that came into my class and I still use them today, you know, four years later. Christy Van is the Director of Community Engagement and Partnerships at Dublin City Schools. Christy has extensive experience in workforce development and told me more about what that looks like for middle school and high schoolers and how accounting fits into the mix. Because I work for Dublin City Schools, it's a K-12 institution. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I do has been focused on pathways and um, helping students to see what their future might hold. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that work begins early in a student's education, even though people think, oh, you know, well, they have to go to college to become an accountant, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, but they have to make the decisions to get to that place, mm -hmm. um, have foundational knowledge and skills and interest and be able to see themselves in that role. Mm -hmm. And accounting, like many other professions, um, isn't as diverse as it wants to be. There are lots of, um, you know, young people who might not see that as an option for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So um, the work we're doing in Dublin City Schools along the lines of equity and inclusion, but also mm -hmm. pathways um, includes helping our students to hear from professionals that look like them or maybe represent what they want to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been um, interesting with our community trying to help them to understand the many pathways to success. Mm -hmm. We've recently done a lot of work. Um, we just redid our strategic plan that's going to launch in the next month. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all about helping every student to uh, find their success, their version of success, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Um, our community has been very like four-year degree oriented, just go to school and figure it out mm -hmm. kind of mindset but we're shifting to having experiences earlier so that students can learn more about themselves and how the world works and make decisions based on that versus just aiming for college because college isn't the goal. The goal is actually um, whatever that end career goal might, or that first career goal really. Mm -hmm. As we know, students are going to change their minds even in college. Most of our young people go on to a four-year degree, mm -hmm. but we're seeing more and more that are doing a two-year program or going to work first or military first. You mentioned something um, that I wanted to ask you about, which pathways and the importance of those. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Yes. Um, Ohio has a model for career education that starts in elementary school with awareness, in middle school with exploration, and in high school with planning. And pathways are a series of learning opportunities that result in something, uh, usually credit, it can be college credit, it can be credentials, um, but really that experiential learning is a big piece of it. In our high schools, we have pathways where students can begin to explore different types of careers, like accounting is one of our potential pathways. Mm -hmm. um, so it starts with like an, like an accounting one, and then we have an accounting two. Mm -hmm. And then we have a program called Young Professionals Academy 
at Emerald Campus where students can um, do two different mentorship opportunities to go and visit and meet with and learn from professionals in the field. Mm -hmm. So we can customize pathways based on what course options we have and then what community partnerships and community members, really mentors that we have mm -hmm. to pair students up to really make sure they get the experience they need. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes uh, with young students, with our middle school students, for example, mm -hmm. um, we're looking at our middle school curriculum right now to better align it with our high school options because we know that kids make decisions as early as fifth, sixth, seventh grade about what they won't do mm -hmm. or can't do, which is horrible because we know that's not the case. Um, we actually started a middle school advisory program that includes one day a week of career exploration focused type work along with wellness, you know, sort of that whole um building resiliency, sense of belonging piece. That's a part of that program as well. Mm -hmm. And they do um, activities together just to sort of get to know each other and, you know, form their learning community. Mm -hmm. um, but that advisory time is really important to give middle school kids the first glimpse at sort of like what they might want to do. Mm -hmm. We've had career days. We've done different kinds of assessments, some kind of first draft planning, life planning. Mm -hmm. um, and we're looking to add to those middle school course options as well that will connect with the high school options as part of our new strategic plan. Mm -hmm. um, one of our focus areas is six through 12 pathways. So we have pathways, but we wanna keep making them better and um, giving more opportunities that are diverse for students mm -hmm. so that they can try things on and see if they like it. And sometimes the best information they get is, I didn't like that. That wasn't a good fit. It's not what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And then nowadays, there are a lot of credentials that mm -hmm. young people can get. There are graduation, new graduation requirements in the state of Ohio that allow students to start uh, accumulating some really great seals toward graduation. There's mm -hmm. also industry-recognized credentials they can get. Um, there is an Ohio Means Jobs Readiness Seal where they can have early career-based learning experiences that um, they get an actual recognition for. They earn a seal. Uh, so the direction that the state is taking is very supportive of recognizing pathways and experiential learning opportunities for young people in especially high school, but also middle school. What are these hurdles that we have to overcome to, you know, continue to reach reach these goals? Mm -hmm. um, now is a very interesting time in education in our world, you know, with the pandemic and all the changes that came with that. Um, students in general um, are struggling with mental health. That's mm -hmm. something that has been recognized by um, the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics. It's been widely spread that students are struggling more than they used to. Um, technology use has exacerbated that because you think about, you know, 20 years ago when I was younger, it, a rumor spread through word of mouth and it kind of goes away when the next big thing comes along. But with technology, you know, something gets posted and it's there and it keeps getting reposted and it's, it can really be hard to escape. Mm -hmm. And so combined with the, the things that happened during the pandemic to our families and our students, um, and then technology compounding that has made for a really interesting set of challenges now that we're looking to address in a variety of ways in school districts. Definitely, um, we're spending a lot more time and attention on the the mental health of our of our young people, mm -hmm. and that takes a, a heavy lift from all of our staff. Also, with our equity work, making sure that the decisions we make and how our classrooms are run and how 
um, we build programs and how we, you know, even purchase curricular materials and involve our community as partners in this work. Um, a lot of that is now more in focus. Mm -hmm. So in addition to needing to upskill and continue to stay relevant in all of our content and our instructional practices, we have these other really big weighty things. And for educators who got into the profession to help people and who are amazing, just amazing individuals, but, and very talented too, it's a lot to manage and mm -hmm. learn when you've got more students than ever with challenges in your classroom, very, you know, mixed groups of needs that students bring with them to the school. Um, and then learning all this other stuff that you're supposed to be doing with, here's how we're using technology. You know, here are the expectations with language in the classroom around equity. Mm -hmm. Here's all the wellness initiatives. Oh, and we're doing the suicide screener this week. And oh, we've got these groups that are pulling out to make sure these kids are okay. And, and I think it's um, a very complicated multifaceted issue that we're doing a great job of working towards. We have so many things in place that help all of this, but part of that is the work that's gonna focus on pathways for us. So how we're going to be able to upskill teachers and include our community and our teachers and our students in the process and our business community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have our business advisory council that helps advise, and then we have content area curricular review where we bring in experts from the field as well. Um, the Ohio Society of CPAs was involved in our last, we were working on our business curriculum review when we were looking at our accounting curriculum. And we really, it's not easy to just change everything. We've got to be incremental in our changes as well. So all of these things happen at once. It's not, it's not one or two things we just have to check boxes. Mm -hmm. It's the complexity of dealing with um, humans and learning mm -hmm. and then all of the other required things that that need to happen in order to, to have a highly successful school district. Mm -hmm. So, and thinking about Dublin City Schools, we're fortunate we've got such a wonderful community, parents that are so supportive, a lot of great business partners, excellent professionals, and students that typically come to school pretty well ready to learn. Um, but we know we, we also have diversity in socioeconomics and with um, how the perspectives people bring, um, other districts might even have a higher hill to climb with, um, you know, if they have a higher level of students with more intensive needs, um, you know, different districts have different challenges. But if, if this is how we feel in Dublin City Schools, where we have a very high level of achievement already, I can only imagine how a district that has some pretty significant um, obstacles to overcome, how that change might happen for them. Because mm -hmm. we all have to be doing the work, mm -hmm. not just, you know, Dublin City Schools, it's everyone. Mm -hmm. I feel like the accounting profession, from what I've been learning about it, as I've worked with um, the Ohio Society of CPAs, they've been fantastic in helping me learn more. Um, there's just, there, every profession has so many ways that they're changing and growing just mm -hmm. because the world's changing, the need in the world's changing with technology and AI and blockchain and all crypto and all these things that are happening. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's very complex and it's it's something that takes a, a, a big effort to spread awareness with all of the, the key people that help get young people interested in the field um, and finding the right people to talk to students is really important. Mm -hmm. um, we always want to make sure that students can see themselves 
in all different kinds of careers. Mm -hmm. So having representation for our students of color and for some of our minority students to be able to see that they can go into accounting or whatever field it is, mm -hmm. I think is really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, and also that people finding the right person who can connect with young people and have enthusiasm and excitement around what they do. I think that really matters. So finding the right partners is, is so key in the work. Um, and then starting small, just finding a way to do something. Even if you can have big dreams and try and get to those big dreams, sometimes, you know, you have to just take one step at a time. And I think that's admirable and incremental change works. It just requires patience, uh, which can be difficult because, you know, we want it to happen right now. But definitely, I think um, staying connected and having those partnerships in place with organizations that um, have the expertise that maybe the other school districts don't have and being available and making that information available is just going to be so important moving forward. Thank you to Kayla, Ebene, Nicole, and Christy for taking the time to speak with me. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, some common themes emerge from our guests, areas that are important to consider as we look at what workforce development means as a whole. It's not enough to simply have students take an accounting class in high school, they also need to have a positive experience from it and learn about the opportunities that come from the profession. Having encouraging role models and an infrastructure to guide students who are interested in accounting is also critical. Next week, we're digging more into the college perspective and the role universities and internships play in workforce development. And remember, we release new episodes every Wednesday, so please subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have questions or comments about the series, you can contact me at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>